Hey guys, welcome to HKC One Seven Podcast, powered by All Seasons Energy. This episode is sponsored by Gaslight Industries, who have been helping us for a long time from the very beginning, haven't they? Yeah, Gaslight Industries are um, a plumbing and uh, eating expert. Uh, we know Richard Allen really well, and he's been sponsoring Hudson pretty much from when you started, I believe. Yeah, uh, massive help. He does his sponsorship via Patreon which businesses can do. Check the link in the description if you want to get involved for 2024. So, and it's been a long time coming, as we roll in to episode 35 of the HKC 217 podcast, we have been extremely busy. So we do apologise in advance. Uh, We have done a podcast for quite a while. Yeah. Um, This week's episode, we are going to recap everything that we've been up to over the last couple of months so that includes round seven and round eight of the british mini bikes championship uh hudson qualifying for the mini gp world final world finals in spain uh hudson also before that he went to gas 74 with alex from rent pit bikes uh, did some training out there so we're going to cover on that and also you've done round one or i've done as well round one of uh flat tracking at champions flat track so we're going to roll in i've already said roll in but as we roll in and we're going to roll back to episode uh, to, to round, round seven, seven yes of the british minute bikes championship which was at three sisters in wigan so on the practice day it was a complete washout it looked like it were going to stop uh the heavens opened in fact that day you were absolutely soaked to the core in fact yeah. you actually caught you actually poorly, caught, weren't you? Oh, next caught a really bad cold, yeah, on, on Friday. We just... The weather was horrendous. did not stop raining. Torrential rain pretty much all day. And then it'd stop for, like, two minutes. And then you'd be like, oh, it might start drying up. And it'd look all clear. And then all of a sudden, a cloud comes over the trees. It, like, seemed oh, like no. it, it seemed like it was going to... Um, it seemed like it was going to clear pretty much every time just before you went out. And yeah. then it just rained again. It rained, uh, yeah. So it was torrential rain all weekend. And the, one of the only reasons why we carried on practising that weekend on that Friday is because the weather were going to be temperamental pretty much all weekend, which kind of panned out a little bit, yeah? It panned out, yeah, because I mean, in pre-sist- some of the races it, it were just, yeah, torrential rain and then it were just still, when it even when it weren't raining from all the rain from the last previous two days there were puddles everywhere so yeah three sisters is quite a grippy track anyway so it's not like super bad in the wet probably the best one it's it's the problem yeah one of the most grippiest tracks i've ever rode on so hudson rolled into qualifying on the 110 and the 160 morning warm-up warm-up didn't go well i had a problem with the 110 uh ultimately it panned out that it was the cdi unit so what happened were we did a complete bike strip down uh, the bike was absolutely like soaked to the core, kind of like worth doing the strip down of the bike. And I think this happened to um, Parker Cesare as well. Yeah. So the CD, uh, the CDI like ingressed a little bit of water just from the like the kick up of the water basically the rain from the track. Friday, so yeah. we had to kind of like work his way backwards. So we had to do the CDI, the wiring loom, the coil. Uh, probably got absolutely soaked from Friday. Had a bit of a panic on. Nearly didn't get out for qualifying. To be fair. Yeah. Um, Kind of had to bash out into qualifying. Uh, just got ready for qualifying. Yeah. Managed to get P2. I believe it were dry and you still had to have wets on that. It, if it I were, can recall. It were, like some parts of the track were wet and then there were parts of the track like all the way around Luna 
that was still like completely so yeah so. i mean it was it was literally like proper touch and go to actually get the bike out we didn't have enough time to check after we fixed the bike and got the bike started just before qualifying uh, we didn't have enough time to we probably could have changed the tires in hindsight and you yeah. could have half your qualifying time anyway you got out there lodged your lap got p2 really happy with that really good mm. time as well um so that would decent on there on the 160 uh that also started to develop problems again yeah again could have been like the carb air filter getting absolutely soaked uh just from the rain it was bogging a little bit ended up qualifying in p15 which were like your worst ever qualifying on the yeah. 160 um you just had to stick it out there bit of a sucker but to be fair like the one t- what happened after with the 110 and the one we were just like wow let's just roll with it yeah deal with it you can't moan about it so we just rolled on so Going into race one of the 110 Cup and the 110 Open, Hudson started from P2, got the whole set into P1. It was a great race with Chloe Gleason, mm. Parker Cesare battling behind you. Parker got past Chloe and started to close in on you, and you just picked him to the line by 0.173. Great race. Also, it was drying that race as well. So yeah. that was actually a wicked race. It was a really good race, yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, like you said, Chloe and Parker were battling, and I just held it steady. Yeah, I think they all like went over the line like pretty much being a second between each other or yeah. whatever. I mean, like Parker were zero. I think he tried to come inside here actually. Over he the did, line. yeah. He were. I say I held it steady, but I were pushing very hard, and it were like like I say dry, so he could push. Probably first proper dry yeah. session they had all weekend. So mm. going into the one sixty cup, you had to start from the back. I think you started from the back. Mm. There might have been one or two behind you. I can't remember that. Um, not great, but took the took on the challenge. I jumped from P15 to P11 from the start and finished the race in P10. This is the race where you had like you did a superstar. I think yeah. like, you, you must have obviously took five or six places on the start. Uh, had a good battle. Uh, quite happy with that, considering that you started uh, last, and especially mm. how far you jumped up. Kind of like settled in the middle of the race a little bit. Uh, Going on to race two of the 110 Cup 110 Open. Started on pole, had a great start, kept a steady lead, um, had a three to four second gap from P2 the whole race and took the win in the Ovale Cup and the Ovale Open. Uh, sorry, the BNB Open. Race two in the 160 Cup, P10 start, jumped into sixth place from a good start, dropped to seventh, having a great battle with fifth uh, with my old pal Travis. Arnie Carr and uh, Rocket Racing, who is Daniel Stevenson. Yeah. Travis flew past you, uh, and Arnie, like you were standing still, leaving us to battle it out for the uh, for position. Finished seven ov- overall. It was a good race that one. You actually really, really enjoyed really that good, one. Yeah. The Old Valley Cup race three. You started on pole. Great start. Got out in front. There were a great battle happening behind you. Um, I had a, I had a 4.4 second gap uh, and I took the win and took the 110 championship and the 110 Open Championship, I think you won on that one. Yeah. Uh, and in race three in the Ovalley 160 Cup, you started at P7, you are having a great battle for fifth with Wilson, uh, Daniel Stevenson, Travis. Travis had engine problems in this one, if yeah, you can remember. He did, so yeah. like, he got in front of you. I think yeah. it was bogging on the back. Yeah, he got in front of me, and then just on the back straight, as he as he come up, it, his bike had just start to bog a bit. So Tra- Travis so, had yeah. come back to the British mini bike. So Travis were racing in the one sixty, 
in the 160 class, it's a bit confusing this. So the 160 yeah. class is also an open class as well. So not only are there overall 160 cut bikes in there, there's up to 160 capacity bikes and that also allows metric kit 50s. Yeah, it must have been under 50. 50. There might have yeah. been three or four metric kits there. Yeah. Uh, a few fab riders have come across to the British mini bikes because I think fab were racing a week after or two weeks after. So there might have been like five or six fab riders in that yeah. race. Uh, which I don't blame them for doing that at all. Like they were, they were actually good, good numbers, good battling with metal metric kits. Wicked seeing Travis's dad over the weekend. We all like yeah. watching MotoGP over the weekend. Uh, and yeah, Travis were having problems. You were having a great battle for the battle was from fifth to eighth. He finished in P six, but it were a wicked race and he really, really enjoyed yeah. it. Just I think he just finished behind Wilson. Just yeah, just behind Wilson. Just like... behind Wilson on that one. So they were like Hudson, Wilson. It must have been Daniel. Uh, Travis were in the mix there, and again, Travis yeah. were having. A, I mean, travel. Travis were a bit gutted, really. Like yeah. End of race because it probably could have beat like you guys there on that fifth day. So, mm. really good weekend. You ended that weekend that you were the Ovali One Ten Cup champion. Mm. So you won the championship on that round. So the Ovali One Ten Cup twenty twenty three champion. You got three wins in that category, and in the One Ten. Open Min GP Open, which is the BMB Open 110 class, you took that championship as well, and you got three wins in that class. In the Ovali 160 Cup, you got third, uh, second, 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 and in the 160 Open, you got tenth, seventh, and sixth mm. in the Open class. Wicked day, uh, sorry, yeah. wicked weekend, despite yeah. the weather. Despite the weather, yeah. Uh, this is around that uh, we all watch like MotoGP around our own, and everybody come round. Mm. Danny had that fire. Danny bought that little campfire. Yeah. Um, and we had everybody watching like MotoGP round at our, uh, like our own. And so like me, Steve, uh, Mike Carr, we are on there. All kids were playing. Um, who else were there? Wilson Dilks Wilson, and Natalie yeah. Dilks. Yeah, they were like proper loads of people. Yeah. They had a good um, little closed in area. Oh yeah, we were back next to Sid as well. Sid like kind of... Back next to Sid, yeah. We had a little, little bit where we all made a bit of a courtyard it's area. Not, it's normally what we do, yeah. We have our tents and then there's two motorhomes so we're like in a, yeah, like a courtyard. Yeah, pretty cool. Wicked weekend actually, Those, despite weather. And as well that we've seen um, Dicko, which was... Oh, that was good, yeah. Dicko over there. coach from Vision Track who we're really good friends with. Um, nice seeing him. Yeah, Dicko come and rode the Boucher... I think it's FS20. That's just randomly picking some words out of thin air. I'm sure it's the FS20 booty, like a super mini bike. Yeah. Uh, Dico just turned up on Saturday, I think, turned or up Sunday. Turned on Saturday and absolutely smashed the super mini. Yeah, I think he won. I think he won second in one. Yeah. Won second rate. I think he only turned up Sunday. Uh, so that was wicked seeing Dico. Mm. Uh, kind of hungry about was uh, over the weekend. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Wicked weekend. Let me just recap. I was just about to say something then. Uh, the weekend. Well, I've lost it. Anyway. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, th this is what I was going to say. Sorry. I'll not edit that out. Um, all these races were the they, they were kind of testing who we were going to use the broadcast. So all these races, yeah. oh, sorry, race two and race three or every single race is available on YouTube. So if you search on YouTube for, easiest way is to go to Hudson's channel. So search for HKC217 and you'll see the playlist on there and it's got the... Oh, all the one, sorry, the one ten races, the one sixty races, and also all the other adult classes and all the other kids races are all on YouTube there. Yeah. So like, re like some really good racing, absolutely fantastic, and it's the company TDI Media. They're going to be doing the coverage for the 
Rotor Motor GP program next year in the British mini bike, so it's absolutely brilliant to be able to watch the races back. Um, they actually got so shown on Sky on yeah. uh, SportyStuff.tv. You could stream it on. You could watch them on YouTube. They did like an highlights program. Looked pretty cool, like recording it on, it were, on your yeah. Skybox, like watching the race weekend. Fantastic coverage, fantastic uh, commentary over it as well. So don't forget to check that out. There'll be a link in the description to the playlist of the Wigan round, which was round seven. So we'll roll over into round eight, which was the final round. At good old Clay Pigeon. Yeah. 74,000 miles away. Um, <laughs> we decided to give Friday a miss. The weather was absolutely shocking. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody else got out on the Friday. Pretty either. much as bad as what the Friday was at Three Sisters. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think I've ever so, been to Clay and it's yeah. been all right or there's been some sort of rain. So we actually decided to go down Friday night for that one. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people missed it out. Some people went. I mean, they were brave on like going down on Friday. I think they did get a few dry sessions in the morning and then it raced, rained for yeah. the rest of the day. Very difficult to do this. Like, if you can't really do this on a dry weekend, if you just turn up on Saturday, you've got a rock up, you've got two practice sessions, and then you're qualifying. So, mm. even the first practice in the morning on Saturday was a complete washout again. Yeah. Track was soaking wet. I don't know if it was raining, but track was soaking wet. It were, yeah, it were raining. Went into qualifying, damp, little bit of a damp practice, two, I think you did. Um, whether we're playing mind, mind games with us, as it does at Clay. Uh, you qualified in P3 on the 110 and P9 in the 160. Uh, again, kind of your first session, damp, really. Not your first proper session. Yeah, it was, yeah, not, yeah, first session, damp-ish. So not not ideal jumping into qualifying mm. like that, but you just had to deal with that. Obviously, we knew that the championship were kind of sewn up there, so it weren't really critical. Yeah. Um, in race one in the 110 Cup, open you started in p3 got got out in front into the lead had to work really hard for this win you had three riders bang behind you the whole race it was leo parker and max and then parker got behind you then leo then max and all three you across the line in 0 0.5 or a second so half a second between first second and third they were bang behind you all the race yeah and parker crossed the line 0 0.02 you were at side here again yeah um for the race one finish and you just basically won it. I mean, we're practically excited. Really good race. Yeah. Really, really Probably one of the best race. races of the season, that one. Yeah. It was mean Absolutely every single parent were like, wow, that was an incredible race. And it were really good to see that. Like, Hudson would push. He said it was good. He said it were a lot, like you could hear bikes bang behind him all the race, but yeah. really good. A lot of pressure. Race one in the Ovalley Cup, you started in P9, you had your work cut out, you jumped up into fourth, you ended up getting behind El Loco racing, so Luca Wilkinson had chucked a 140 in his bike, mm. uh, and it was his first race weekend back at the BMB after his injury, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you dropped down to P6 after a few laps and was in a great little battle up to fourth position. Absolutely amazing seeing Luca get back on the bike. Yeah. Um, I believe that he come. I don't know if he come third in that one. He came. Yeah. He got third. Yeah. Or he must got, have been that race or one. Just got picked by fourth. Yeah. It was race one, the sprint race, because on, we'll see what happened later. So, yeah. race two, Sunday morning, starting on pole in the 110 Cup. Uh, you knew that you had to get away from the pack, com considering what happened in race one. You put in a few sub-41 second laps. 
uh, maintain a comfortable position on Parker for this race and finish the race in first. Race two in the Ovali Cup at 160, you shot into P4. I think you were banging behind Luca. Yeah. And this is where Luca crashed out at the end of that one. Yeah. Um, I think he lost. Did he low side? Yeah, low side had lost his rear on the second to last corner, right behind him. Um, lost his rear and just spun out. Um, so that yeah. was a shame for Luca, that shame because for he, Luca. he got a podium in uh, race one. But hey, oh, that's how it sometimes goes. Uh, you you got up into third and then you dropped into fourth. And after a few laps, you were in a battle up to seventh and you finished in fifth position on that one. Uh, race three in the 110 Cup started well, well into the lead until lap six, where your belly pan came loose and you got black fagged. <laughs> What are you for? It's not funny. Um, you had to retire from the race. Uh, we've got a funny picture where it actually says like two one seven. Two one seven. Black flag. Black flag on the on the board. Uh, we they actually had a digital board on the. Oh, that were an absolute fantastic, line. great addition this weekend. That so we'll touch on that at the end of yeah. the summer. So on the board, it, on the board, digi flag it's called. So over the track it actually said two one seven black flag. Uh, we seen Hudson like go past. Uh, the marshal seen it, pulled him in. Absolutely correct decision. Yeah. Uh, belly pan loose underneath. Uh, screws had rattled loose, basically. And it were, yeah, just dragged on the floor. Yeah, Leo's dad uh, pulled the belly pan off, <laughs> let you rejoin the race, but obviously he can't re. Well, can't. He didn't let you rejoin the race. Yeah, you so, actually wanted to rejoin the race. Yeah, so what happened was I checked behind me. I let every. I pulled. Like, carried on, pulled to the slide slowly. Everyone went past. I checked behind if nobody were behind me pulled to the side of the track um and he said right you're gonna have to come to the side I went, no just grab the belly pan and pull it off um so he, he just like pull it off and it just came off um and i rejoined and then they had to black flag me again because they didn't know what well, had happened no the, you, you're not allowed to run without your belly pan oh yeah stop, sorry anyway. that's so, why yeah. that's why so right decision anyway yeah. so a massive thanks to leo's dad for trying his best <laughs> to try and get you out there yeah um so a bit of a weird finish to the 110 season because you actually got black flagged in your final ever last ever 110 race ever ever uh, black flagged nice little stat another <laughs> random stat another random stat it's clay bit, pigeon randomness it's a bit yeah clay pigeon ran last year i came like last you come last i came came dead last last year well, you just needed points. i just needed to finish <laughs> in the pouring rain yeah and it were it were pouring it down so on to win the 110 championship year, last year hudson Basically, just stay on the bike uh, and get the points, uh, and he come last. He's only ever race that he's ever come last in, and then his final ever one ten race, he got black flagged. So just, that is the end just, of the one ten. It's just clay pigeon. Yeah, it is, that is the end of the one ten and the one ten open. Does not like the one ten. One ten and one. We've had some wicked results. I know there. I've had some wicked results, but it's just the last race. Well, you did the well, anyway. So and yeah. in the overall one sixty cup, you started well. You got into third. You hung onto the position until lap ten. Uh, Parker were hunting you down and he were battling for the championship with Arne. Uh yelled off Parker as long as you can uh, and you finished in P Parker eventually got past you finished in P4 you kind of did Arne a little bit of a favour there mm. uh, because Arne actually won the championship by one point wow so if Parker could have got past you a little bit quicker mm. uh, Parker had a little bit of an issue I don't know if it was tight I don't know if they said this I don't know if it was like his tie warmers weren't on or something yeah, like that. That's they did what say, it, they did that's say what it. it was. It's so, not news, it's not a school. Yeah, but I don't know if tie warmers failed or broke or something and like they only realised literally as they're going out to race. So yeah. he dropped right down the rankings mm. 
and then worked his way back up. And I mean, fair play to him. Fair fair. play, yeah. He got all the way back up to Hudson. Second from last. But he really needed to beat Arna. Hmm. So that was like a sucker end for Parker. I actually really felt sorry for him there, but again, some of these things happen in racing. So overall, a fantastic season. Uh, just to recap on what they did on the British mini bikes round there at round eight. So it was the first time, and I believe Alan Lowe said to us that they're going to integrate the Digi flag to every single um, championship round next year. Yeah. So one thing that were an absolutely fantastic addition is that during qualifying uh, as Hudson's racing round, and I don't know if every track's got a Digi flag. Nearly all. Ne- nearly all of them have. Some don't, but yeah, on qualifying, so you'd be going round. And on qualifying, it's just got a, a time on how long's left on your qualifying. So being able to see that is amazing because in qualifying, it's not based on laps. It's just based on how much time is your left. session time. So you've got like 12 minutes qualifying. So normally in qualifying, all you've got on your dash is how many laps you've done. So you you have to kind of reference on that. But with that, you, you're like, right, I've got... And you calculate it out because you're doing like a 40-second lap. And you, then you figure out, like, oh, I've got, like, five laps left. So you start pushing towards the end of the session. And if, you, if you're seeing, like, what I had to explain to Hudson before, if you're seeing the countdown as you're going across the checkered flag, uh, as you're going across the finish line, if the countdown's got, like, ten seconds left, yeah, that final lap that will count, counts. Yeah. which is another thing that they've honed in on amazingly, is that yeah. uh, they've got, like, a new... Uh, I must apologise, I forgot his name, so they've got, like, a new clerk of the course, basically, and that last flying lap will count, um, which is fantastic because yeah. I've I've said about that before that Hudson has done a last lap and on the digital timing on the app, yeah. he's finished and his last lap hasn't counted. Mm. And that's not how it should be. Like, it should, it should be like more... Qualifying works, yeah. So that, it's kind of like MotoGP, basically. Yeah, they're all exactly trying to get like across the line. Thinking. If you're seeing that countdown as you cross under that line, that means that you've got one more And even one if, more it's got, if it's going three and you're, and you're racing up three two mm, one well, and that'd then, be a little bit close if that's happening and it, as soon as you get past if, as long as you get past then you should be all right yeah so an absolutely brilliant addition that love that also it like kind of let us kind of let the race day not only for your own qualifying it also did your countdown of your laps yeah did so, it show your laps remaining so yeah it, on the race as well so on on your dash as well so you go around for your warm-up lap and that counts as one lap on your dash so when you're in the race and you know you've got 12 laps, let's say, you have to take away one lap to counteract your warm-up lap, which I, I that makes that, sense. That's what you do, yeah. So that's what I do. So you have to take away one lap and then you know how many laps you've got left. But with that, you didn't even have to do anything because you just look as you go over the line and it'd say yeah. in big, bold letters, like five laps so left. Absolutely brilliant for the riders. Yeah. Absolutely Helped fantastic so for the parents watching the racing as well. Mm. Although you can actually see on the lap, so it's just good for riders that part. But also, it actually helps the day go really well because if you go up and look at that lap timer, uh, the remaining laps for a, another race, say for mm. instance, Hudson's on the race after this race that's on the track, you can kind of see, all right, this race has got five laps left, which mm. is, it kind of makes the day run a little bit better, it keeps everybody in the loop. Again, yeah, we can do this from the lap timer. Uh, from the app, but it's just a lot easier. But it's just been able to look up. Like a, a great addition. Uh, I'm hoping, like like I say, Alan Lord like said that it's going to be something that they're going to integrate mm. hopefully for the 2024 season. So we'll move over that as we're trying to rush through everything that we've got on 
the British mini bike. So we'll go back to um, in between this or before this, went out yeah. to Spain to Alex's um, pit bike camp. Yeah. Uh, we spent three days out in Spain, me, Hudson, uh, Tyler out there, really good camp. Uh, Hudson kind of got asked to ride a Moto 5 out there. Yeah. So what was that like? That were amazing. So when we went there, like, arrived, um, stopped in these, like, big luxury motorhome things that were at the track, which were amazing, weren't they? Oh, this was at Gas 74, At Gas 74. Um, so stopped in these motorhomes, and it had, like, a sliding door, and it was just, like, a big trailer thing MotoGP style MotoGP it? style yeah it was really good um, and we stopped in there with some of the guys that were going to um, camp with Alex as well um, and then yeah on the first day did um, pit bikes for like the first half I went on the track for the first time on a pit bike what, one, were it a 140 yeah 140 one, 140 or 160 first pit time bike. you rode a 140 pit bike actually 12 yeah, inch were it uh, 12 inch yeah were it 12 inch it were yeah um, so on the track Really good track, amazing track. Um, so you've got a big long first corner, and then it kind of tightens up in the middle, and it's it's technical, but it's it all flows together, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, on the morning, just training in like the car park, doing some cone works on the some pit bikes. If you if you want to check, you'll have seen these on us in social channels. Uh, there's a few videos. I mean, like you'll see this if you go and have a look on the on his YouTube or his uh, Facebook page or Instagram, whatever. You'll see some of the drills that they're all doing together. So there's like four riders all like following each other around. Yeah. You can overtake. Mm. Oh, absolutely mental. Yeah. Really was. good training. Really though. good. Really good training to make you listen as well. Yeah. Because you could only overtake in certain spots, um, which were good. And then yeah, it it like clap, and then then you could overtake, and it'd be like a mad five laps, and then you couldn't overtake again. And this were um, like around the training area, not on the yeah. track. Uh, then Alex let you, obviously we knew that we were going to be going there on a Moto5 bike, so and rode this Moto5 bike for the first time, which mm. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a mate. Oh, well, I was just basically papping it, really, I must admit. Uh, but you said it were incredible. It were incredible, yeah. It were 250cc um, tuned as well. Um, and it was Moto5. Moto5. It were what, like, I mean, just amazing. It was such a nice bike to ride. Um, and it just, like, it's heavy. But it's it's flows it flows and like I rode the FreeTech. Yeah, very similar. Which like, a lot. Similar sat. It felt like it was actually smaller than the. FreeTech. It was smaller than the FreeTech. It just sat a little bit lower. Sat a little bit lower, yeah. And it it obviously the FreeTech's a road bike and that were it felt it handled like way better the Moto Five. You said it was fast, didn't you? Very fast, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that were really good. So Tyler. Tyler out there, Tyler did a bit of pit bike training, Tyler also had his Moto5 bike out there, so him and Tyler on the track, like, absolutely fantastic three days of training, analysis, GoProing, training with Alex, absolutely fantastic, really, yeah. immense three days, um, and real like, Alex were like saying, wait until you get back on your Valley bike after riding this, it's going to feel like you're riding the Mini Moto again. And um, yeah, we did get, we got, obviously, the results showed, we got back to I don't um, know if it was like I don't know if we ended up at Wigan on that round or it might have been clay after that. I don't know which one we did. It was clay that. after that, yeah. So yeah, um, re really good, yeah. really good training. Absolutely amazing being out at that gas uh, gas facility. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, also, we will touch on. Uh, sorry, we're battering about all over the place here. So, from his championships that he's won, so Hudson was the Mini GP one ten champion, the one ten 
British mini bikes. So he was sorry, I said that again. Hudson was the Ovale one ten Cup champion, the Ovale one ten Open champion, and the Ovale one sixty. Cup champion. Have I said Cup. that right there? Yeah, that's right, that's right. One ten cup. Which was for this year. Ovale one ten cup, Ovale one ten open. And Ovale one sixty cup. Cup. Uh, that enabled him to qualify for the world finals in Spain, which you will see coming up soon on his socials and we're gonna have keep, a vlog for that. Probably gonna have a vlog for that. We're not gonna yeah. be able to really record anything to do with the weekend on track wise there but we'll yeah. be covering that uh, which will be absolutely fantastic that's coming up and that's one of the reasons why we're trying to bash out a podcast and we've been super busy training being to flat track being out on uh, the Evo 160 so another massive shout out to Peter Rickman so for Hudson winning the 110 championship Hudson got a 160 Evo bike to use for the year uh, which is absolutely amazing mm. so we've been out and tried that last weekend first time riding that what were your first time riding that? that amazing it's bigger um but it handles a lot better we were fiddling about with some suspension settings up at fat cats um, does it feel better than a gpo yeah it does it does feel better it feels bigger and more suited to yeah i'm <laughs> i know i say i'm getting bigger i'm quite small but it it fits me size wise yeah you did actually feel like on the gpo Compared to when you got on that Evo, you were like, wow, I am actually quite cramped up on that GPO now. Mm. Um, and like our Kentucking on that Evo as well, it's so, it's a lot longer as well, which makes it handles, which make it, which makes it handle a lot better as well. So, you think so, yeah? Yeah, it does. I'm not riding it, I'm just asking questions. So that is the bike that they're actually using at the FIM World Finals as well. So that's one of the reasons why uh, we got that bike up. That's why Pete kindly got us that bike for Hudson Bean. 110 champion, 160 champion, 160 champion, as well. Mm. Double whammy, Double. So absolutely massive fight. Uh, huge thank as well to Harry as well. Mm. We'll probably pull some strings with Pete uh, for getting that. So, cheers, Harry, mate. Cheers, uh, Harry. Really appreciate that. We'll see you in Spain. Um, also, in between all this training, we've been going flat track training. Uh, we've done flat track training on our training area with the Ovale. Yeah. Sorry, with the Ossets. Ossets, yeah. Um, sliding the bikes around yeah literally was able to make i would say a one-to-one replica of, of the flat tracking the track flat tracking track to the meter yeah it were pretty incredible it were good, so yeah. we did that for me as well as alana and hudson so we've all uh, we all went around there like blasting around on his ovali bikes mm. kind of like quite cool that we actually replicated that track there it were, yeah. we all had races messing about trying to bring alana on as well yeah alana's um, come on a lot since that day um, and just yeah, but, just replicating the track helped her a lot as well. Yeah, so obviously we went down to Champions Flat Track. Uh, me, Hudson, and Alana ride that. Alana does ride a sit bike there. Me and Hudson yeah. are on CRF one tens and whatever not. Uh, actually, benefit me benefited me as well. Yeah. So I don't. I ain't got my results there. Hudson won all six series um, races. Yeah. Alana got her first ever uh, cadet class podium absolutely incredible that yeah. was a bit amazing, amazing moment yeah yeah it really showed did. that like the practice kind of like well, i would say paid off no certainly made off. a difference made a made a massive difference massive difference yeah so we'll be doing yeah. a little bit more of that um mm. and i got my best ever results i thought i were in a sniff for a podium yeah you were in a sniff um i need to i can't get the results that i've got <laughs> i did I, I got like a 
right you roughly speaking i got like a, I, don't, I didn't win a race but i got like a second a third a second yeah. i think i got two seconds three thirds and a fourth or something along them lines so my best my best ever weekend there mm. really um did the oval track absolutely wicked being back down there as well yeah really enjoyed it i can't express enough how much fun it is and anybody who's like involved with biking or whatever not any dads as well get down there come and, and join it, rookie it class with me it doesn't sound fun it is it's so it's just it's so <laughs> much fun like coming round and it's just sliding you're like uh oh yeah it's but, good good fun uh you can just rent your bikes you. down there as well so massive shout out to p rock um, up and ride so me and lana and hudson raced that really really enjoyed it and if it, any other any other things we need to catch up on there no, let's I have think, a little think, scroll through I think we're complete so we concluded the British minibike season. Uh, you qualify for the world final. So keep your eyes out on us and socials for that. Yeah. Sorry for the big gap in the podcast. We have but been super busy. We have been incredibly busy. Looking forward to the world finals. What do you think? Are you excited for that? Really excited. Uh, so yeah, we're off today. So good luck to everybody who's doing that. Uh, the British riders are Wilson Dilks, Hudson Cooper and uh, Ethan Sparks. Mm. Uh, we're meeting Harry out there, Sam Lowe's, who we met at the MotoGP. He's like the ACU representative, I think. I don't, yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. 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 So Sam Lowe's is going to be the representative. Uh, Danny Webb is going to be also in our little bit there. Harry's meeting is out there as well. He's going to be in our hotel, actually, Harry. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Um, we're going out there with Steve, which will be amazing. So Steve's like mechanic for Hudson. Yeah. So that's going to be incredible as well. Super, super excited. Keep your eyes peeled. Sorry for the delay. We'll see you on the next one. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe on your podcast app. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Keep in touch with socials. HKC217. See you in a bit.